everybody. Welcome to the Abstract Podcast. This episode was a really fun one and one that I've been looking forward to doing for quite a while. Somewhere along the line, me and my brother Luke, who are both Type 5s and INFPs on the Myers-Briggs, um, realized that both of our best friends, um, his best friend Brandon and my fiance Alicia, are both Type 9s and are both ESFPs on the Myers-Briggs. If none of that made any sense to you, that's okay. I think you'll still enjoy the conversation, but this conversation is centered around um, the Enneagram uh, personality structure as well as the Myers-Briggs. And so we just got to sit down, um, eat some popcorn, drink some sweet tea, and talk about why it is that we're best friends and what draws us to each other. This is a really great conversation, and I hope that you guys enjoy it. My name is Javen, and I'm a 5. Hi, my name is Luke, and I'm a type 5. Hi, I'm Alicia, and I'm a type 9. Hi, my name is Brandon, and I'm a type 9. My personality type, the easiest thing for me to get addicted to is marijuana and alcohol. Yeah, it's so. true. I, I remember- love sleeping, and that's what type 9s do. Yeah, and I feel like it's because we're a 9 with a wing 1. And the wing one is a perfectionist. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's where, yeah, we kind of need a little bit of order in our life. Mm-hmm. But I don't really like routine. Do you like routine, Brandon? No. Yeah. So, Brandon, you don't like routine either? Not like the same old routine every time, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like there's a little bit of routine that you need in life just to yeah. make every day work. But at the same time, like, yeah, doing the same thing every day would absolutely kill me. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's funny because I think in both of those areas, we're definitely different because, I mean, I live up here in the same area as Luke and like he disappears in his room for like half a day on end with his (laughs) ukulele and his phone and like I'll stay up incredibly late in my room or hang out in my room. Yeah. Like a long time, long periods of time. I don't mind being isolated from other people by Mm. myself. You guys like need to get out, need to see some people. But then, on the other side, like, so we don't mind routine and being by ourselves. Yeah. But, I, I don't know how Luke is with this. I constantly lose things. And I don't feel like I'm very detail-oriented at all. But, Brandon, I would see you as very detail-oriented. Yeah. And Alicia, too. <clears throat> like, well, but see, that's different then. Because we were saying earlier with the ideas that they kind of dream about things. Yeah. So I'll say my theory. This is what I think it is. I think that when it comes to the physical world, you guys are detail-oriented. Like, you know where your keys are, and, like, you know the things about your truck, or, like, she knows where the plants are in her house. I'm just using examples, but, like, things you can touch. But I think I'm way more detailed when it comes to things, like, in my mind. Mm -hmm. Like, thought, or, like, theology, or things that are, like, abstract and that you can't see. I see myself as much more detailed in that area. But, like, I lose my wallet on a weekly basis, and I never know where anything is. Mm-hmm. I've been driving without my driver's license for, like, <laughs> I can't find my wallet. <laughs> I finally found it yesterday. Yeah, I think that's part of the isolate. Like, I think a lot of times when I'm spending time alone, I'm kind of organizing, like, my my thoughts and mm-hmm. how I feel about things. And that's kind of, I've heard it said about fives. That's how we recharge a lot of ways is spending time alone. And it's helpful for us to just, like, 
kind of reset, be by ourselves, and yeah, just be just alone. And I think that kind of feeds into, like you said, having more of an um, organized way of like thinking about abstract things. That's where it comes from a lot for me. Yeah, and so then I think, I think one reason that our relationships with nines work well is because then, like, it's somewhat... Because I often say, like, if there were two of me, my life would be super boring. Because mm-hmm. we wouldn't yeah. really ever do anything. <laughs> but a nine, like, you guys... I don't feel like we share super much in common. But, like, it fits together well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was buying my vehicle, Brandon helped me a ton. Like, he just he knew a lot about that. And I didn't. So it worked really well. Mm-hmm. Probably the reason I bought my car. Hmm. So what do you guys have to say about that? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think it's true. I think, like, you guys, yeah, are pretty organized in your mind because, like, when you and I have conflict <clears throat> and we need to talk about it, you can always say, like, what you want to say, it's always, like, really just, I don't know, organized and very easy for you to just kind of say what you need to say. And for me, I know kind of what I'm feeling, but I don't know how to explain what I'm feeling. Does that happen for you, Brandon? Yeah, somewhat, for sure. And I think that comes a little bit more with the emotional part of it, too, I think. Like, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, I would definitely agree with the fact that I feel like, like, if I have an idea, I almost always run it by Luke, because <laughs> he will <laughs> refine that for me. <laughs> uh, nice. And one of those, definitely for me, is, like, if I just want to buy a new vehicle, I'll just be like, dude, I'm just going to go out and buy a new vehicle. And Luke's like, yes. why? And, yes. and uh, like, yeah. do you need it? And like, is your vehicle now running good? And just like the, the, the finer details of that <laughs> don't quite register all the time. So me and Alicia were talking last night about how it feels like, you know, just kind of the vibe in your relationship. It feels like there, it can often just go like up and down really fast. And it feels like she's the one who is like feeling super good, feeling super bad, feeling super good, feeling super bad. And, like, I get really bad days and really good days, but they come, like, on a much mm-hmm. uh, less dramatic curve, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, I feel that, too, actually, yeah. Do you feel that way, Brandon? Like, do you feel like... Because it also might play in that I'm a girl. Yeah. You know? But, like, yeah. do you feel like your emotions can go up and down? Or do you feel like you're pretty... Like, Brandon is a pretty steady guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say... I, would... I don't experience, like, a ton of that. Yeah. So but much. sometimes I feel like you do get overtaken by ideas where, like, you want to buy a new truck. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah, get for sure. That moment fast. For sure. I, I can, yeah, and I can get, I'm very impulsive. Yeah, yeah. very yeah. impulsive. Yeah, me too. Super <laughs> impulsive. Uh, so, and Luke is not impulsive, so it's good. That's, yeah. A good do you get disappointed pretty easy? Um, that's a good I, question. I struggle with that. Like, I think that sometimes <clears throat> if I come to Javen about a really fun idea, and I'm just, like, really excited. And then he'll be like, well, like, for instance, we were talking about buying plane tickets to go to San Diego or something. San Francisco. San Francisco. And I saw Javen. I told him. And he was kind of like, yeah, like, we should totally look into tickets and going. And then the next day, it was just like, no. Like, we cannot go because of this virus and all this stuff. And I was super disappointed. And that happens a lot. Yeah, like, I would see that happening some. And that's not necessarily all the time with... Luke necessarily, because yeah. I, I most of the time I agree with what he comes out. I'm like, <laughs> you make a good point, <laughs> but but like even I've, I knew kind of growing up, if I would have kind of a, a dumb idea or whatever, and even when I was a little younger and my parents had a little bit 
more of a say in what I did and stuff. <laughs> and I would come to them Back with something, I, some plan I had, you know, and I would say that. And mom or dad would kind of, they're like, oh, you know, and they kind of shrug their shoulders. And to me, I would take that, if they didn't say, like, no, I would take that as, like, I got a chance. Yes. And then I'd just mm-hmm. run with it. Yeah. And, and then I would get really disappointed mm-hmm. when they actually said no. And I was like, well, you made it sound like you were a part of it. Like, mm-hmm. this is okay. But, so, yeah, I could see that more then, I guess. Yeah, and what was it? We were thinking about buying something because we're getting married and we're going to have things together. There was something that we were thinking about. Like a table? Yeah, it was a, no, it was the couch. A couch, yeah. She found this pretty good deal on a couch and she messaged it to me and she was like, hey, let's get this couch. And I wanted to buy it like that. And like she wanted to buy it like now. Mm -hmm. And it was like 800 bucks. 500 bucks? Oh, that's a lot of money. <laughs> <to me. laughs> and, um, I was like, yeah, like maybe like let's think about it for a few days. And I think you got kind of upset because you were like, no, like I don't want to think about it for a few days. And then like to her credit, it did get bought and we didn't get to get it because yeah. I was thinking about it too long. But mm-hmm. I feel like that happens a lot. So I was interested to ask you guys, y'all just got back from Bible school. Mm-hmm. Um, EBI, right? Yes, sir. Which stands for... <laughs> Elnora Bible Institute. And it's in Indiana? Yes. Mm-hmm. Elnora, Indiana. Yes. Well, you guys can just tell us about it, but I was just interested to know what it was like from each of your different perspectives. Because I know, as a five, I'm in college, and I really like college. And, like, reading, learning, writing are all things I'm really interested in. Which is not necessarily a five thing, per se, but yeah. it's a me thing. And, like, Alicia would never want to go back to school. I don't no. Think. Yeah. No, learning... Going back to school is just not my thing. Yeah, like, or, like sitting through lectures is maybe it is um, a nine out of five thing because um, I don't like school. But anyways, <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys like what the experience was like because you both did like pretty rigorous academic work, but then also there's a super social side of it. Yeah, so tell us what it's like being a Bible school. Okay, I'll start off geographically. Yeah, <laughs> I'll lay that <laughs> stage. <laughs> Possibly the most boring place you yeah. can imagine. Oh. So flat, like. About 300 yards downwind of some turkey barns, so that was not great. <laughs> and oil drills, like, yes. it, was just, oh it smelled word. terrible. Like. <laughs> just like the desert of Indiana. Yeah, it was, yeah. It's not, <laughs> it's not great. You can see for like four miles, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, and so, just, as a, there's about 70 some students that were there for third term. That's, mm. that's a full term. Maybe, Which is how long? Uh, six weeks mm-hmm. per term. Okay. And there's maybe 12, 12 teachers, something like that. Yeah, probably. And then there's cooks who come on and stay for the full six weeks. And there's weekend cooks that come in, but yeah. So that's kind of just a bunch of kids hanging out, taking different classes in the Bible. So it's... Living on campus. It's like a short-term college Bible training. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Guys and girls. Yeah. And they have... They offer some different stuff as far as, like, counseling and stuff. You could earn a degree and all that, but you have to be there for a pretty lengthy amount of time. It's like... Yeah. Two full years of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's definitely a lot of people just come there because it's a very Mennonite thing to do. You build a lot of great relationships, get a lot of Bible training in really quickly, and it's just almost become like a like I don't know, rite of passage into being a. Yeah, it's a cultural I, thing. Yeah, sure. like yeah. people just go to Bible school. So that's part of the reason I went too, just mm-hmm. because of a lot of my friends have went. Um, so how did you relate to it as a nine, Brandon? Well, so. There's a part of me that says, like, I love to be with people, and I feel like that's probably where I kind of recharge in a way, I guess. Like, you talk okay. about you being alone is kind of recharging for you. And so I was a little bit, like, there are times where I just want to be alone, which doesn't happen very often, <laughs> yeah. but it does happen. 
And I thought I would get sick of people at Bible school. But I really didn't, which, I mean, we have a little bit of time alone. Like, in the mornings and stuff, you get up and you have a little bit of time. But, like, my first class was at, like, 7.30, though, so <laughs> that was pretty rough. Literally. But anyway. <laughs> oh, my word. Yeah. So, but, yeah, no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the social aspect of it. And, like, for the first week or two, I tried to get a lot of work done <laughs> and, like, tried to be by myself and stuff. Yeah. And I, it just wasn't working. So <laughs> I ended up, like, the rest of the term just... Like hanging out with people as I kind of do my work, and mm-hmm. some of yeah, some of my friends kind of had to help push me along to get the work <laughs> all done because it's really easy to have fun and yeah, forget about it. But yeah, schoolwork for me is not like a favorite thing of mine, but um, the social aspect kept me going pretty yeah, much. Um, <clears throat> so I went there for six weeks. I was planning on going for another six week term, then it got canceled because of the coronavirus. But like, I was actually really looking forward to another six weeks of classes, a little bit of writing, a lot of reading and stuff. I, I, I like that too, just being in school again. A lot of guys did, but I didn't mind it. And then the social aspect, I definitely I definitely enjoyed being around all those young people. But I had like three hours in the middle of the day that I looked forward to a lot because I didn't have any classes for like three hours. Mm-hmm. And so most times I'd go back to my dorm, get out of my dress clothes, put on like shorts and a t-shirt and just like work for like an hour and a half or two. And then I come back out and be ready to go again. But it was just really nice to have that time in the middle of the day to just like settle down, be myself, mm-hmm. listen to music, do whatever. That I definitely enjoyed that. And it was but, uh, nice because anytime I wanted to find you, I knew exactly where you were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. If I didn't see you out and about in the school, I knew right where you were at. It was, yeah, it was good. So I kind of have the same situation. I mean, same type of thing where. On campus, there are no classes from 10 to 11 any day. It's like I always know that I have that time. It's like that's my routine. I do my first class. Then I go down to um, the one department, and I make myself oatmeal and tea, Mm -hmm. and I just have like an hour to do whatever I want and be by myself. Or sometimes other people are down there too. So whatever. Um, Are there like any cool stories you guys should tell us? Because some pretty rad things go down out here. (laughs) Yeah. um, I don't know. Right at the end. It's kind of funny, like, you're there for six weeks, and for me, it went by really fast. And all of a sudden, like, you're, the last week is there, and you feel like you're cramming all your work, but also, like, you're trying to just make the most of that time. So that <laughs> it felt like some people got a little bit out of control, <laughs> like, the last two days, just, like, taking people's matches out in the roof. Yeah. Wait, well, what? <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of pranking going on. <laughs> like, so, wait, tell us about the pranking. I, I don't know entirely what happened, but there's mm-hmm. two groups of people... Yeah, uh, we're just pranking each other back and forth. I mean, the one morning we we went to chapel every morning uh, before class, or it was actually after, after <laughs> oh our first period class. And the one morning we show up to chapel, and there's like a window above the the pulpit, like yeah, like so. a big circular window kind mm-hmm. of above the pulpit. So everybody's looking at the at this window, <laughs> yeah. And there's just a random rubber ducky hanging <laughs> hanging down in the center of that window from the outside. We yeah. <laughs> So someone would have had to get on the roof, walk like the whole way across the roof, and like let the thing down by string, tie it, and then come back down. So it did take some doing, and it was, for me, so distracting. Like the whole time, I'm just watching this thing like swing back and forth in the wind. I felt bad for Brother Alan, because he probably had a good thing to say, but yeah. I don't remember them. <laughs> so that was, that was kind of funny. So I feel like that's kind of where it started. I don't know if that was necessarily a prank, but it's... Kind of hit off some yeah. of that stuff. Then, well, we went back and forth with Cedric before that. Yeah. And Tony. Yeah. But there was a lot. Yeah. Then some people were 
I'm not entirely sure who it was, but somebody put other people's mattresses on the roof. And yeah. then the the principal came to the mic and was like, uh, please, please take those mattresses off the roof. <laughs> so, Did you yeah. guys do any pranks? I didn't take part in those end, end of the term pranks. But yeah, about two weeks in, me and a guy I have been really good friends with, he, he started it. What did he do? He took your snacks, I think. Yes, he took my snacks. All like, your came snacks. Out of room. Damn. And so I did. I I put some glitter in his shampoo, which he found out didn't work. Oh man! But I restrung all his shoes with different colored shoelaces. That so took some work. It oh. took about. It took a little while, yeah. And I took his mattress outside and just laid it outside. That was funny. He he took his mattress outside in front of the dorm, and the guys and girls dorm are side by side, two doors. Yeah. Probably thirty feet apart, mm-hmm. and it's just opposite sides of this big building. A lot of coming and going. Yeah, a lot. And everybody kind of comes at the you know dorm time when everybody's supposed to be back. And Luke had set this guy's mattress <laughs> out on the concrete pad right in front of the doors and like made the bed out there. And so the guy just came and like kind of climbed in it out there and just laid it for a little bit. It was pretty funny. Yeah. But so that the pranking was something that was kind of fun. Yeah. Just to keep tabs on who was messing with who. It was, it was kind of fun that way. So you guys probably made a lot of good friends there. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Were there people you guys didn't get along with? <laughs> <laughs> and if so, did you notice any like correlation of certain personality types? And Alicia, you can talk to this too, because there are some types that you don't get along with so good, and I have some types, and so I'd just be interested to hear. <laughs> <laughs> hear the dirt. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about. Yeah. That. The, okay. We definitely made good friends there. Mm-hmm. There was definitely some people that were annoying, more annoying. <laughs> yeah. Annoying definitely. than some others. And. Yeah, it's just it's it's kind of gonna happen when you have seventy young people yeah. in one spot for six weeks straight. It's just like there's not a lot. Of, I mean, you can leave campus, but there's not a lot of that going on. So it's mm-hmm. pretty much you're kind of all in one little bubble there <laughs> mm-hmm. for a while. And yeah, so there's definitely people that kind of would rub you the wrong way. But and yeah, Luke and I talked about that. We were driving back home. We were, we were talking about the people that we like and the people that <laughs> kind of annoyed us. But <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I cannot for the life of me remember. There was one fellow there. Who, who we both agreed we did not get along with as well as some others. Was he a, a type seven, or did I we just so, yeah. we just assume that? Well, I think he, no. I, I actually looked at him in the box. I think he was. Yeah. Yeah, because we've noticed type sevens tend to we don't really get along with them super well. Really? There were for other, both of you. Yeah, like, for both definitely. And okay. that and there are some. That there we are definitely with, like yeah. It's not like a cut and dry thing where it's no. like yeah. all sevens. Uh, <laughs> hate him. But uh, there's there's like yeah. I don't know. A lot of people that like kind of just rub me the wrong way tend to be mm-hmm. sevens, but then I have some good friends that are sevens too. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, what about you? Yeah, that's for me. Um, I have I would say the same thing. Like, there's some sevens that I have a really hard time with, <clears throat> but I also have a seven in my life who's like my mentor, and she's the best thing that's happened mm-hmm. for me. Like, so, um, oh sorry, did you have more? No. I was gonna ask, like, what is it about them? Because, yeah. like, I think yeah. in a lot of ways, you guys would possess a lot of the same characteristics, motivations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what is it about them that kind of irks you? I would say, like, for me, when I look at some sevens, they just look like a mess. Mm-hmm. Like, their life is very, um, like, they like adventures, and so do we. But they just go about it a whole different way, maybe, than mm-hmm. we do. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Does that make yeah, and that kind yeah, of goes, like, Alicia yeah. and I are both wing one, so yeah. we kind of have that perfectionist side a little bit to us, mm-hmm. and I think that's where that would come out, like, we kind of see that, and it kind of drives us a little bit crazy, I guess. Yeah. And I'm not sure if y'all have thought about this, but I know I really appreciate people you can tell are genuine, mm. 
and might be a little bit hypocritical because I know I'm not like that all the time either. But I feel like I've noticed some sevens who just feels like it's kind of like it's kind of putting on. Maybe that's not like a show. Yeah, or, yeah. Or like you're not really getting to know them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just something I've felt from a few a few sevens. Yeah. I'm just like it frustrates me kind of. And I think for us, like as nines, well, for Brandon and I anyway, we're more of just like go with the flow. And sometimes some of my seven friends are very like, like they can't just <laughs> go with the flow. They like they always need to have something going for them, and they always are looking for like the fun things. Like yeah. they're looking for the party. They're looking for like the next thing, and we're kind of just. It'll come as it comes. Mm-hmm. I have, we talked about that at Bible school. I, I'm said I, as a five, I appreciate people who can like, how did I say it? Remember that? I don't remember how you said it though. But pretty much, I appreciate people who can just kind of like be still. And like, you can just sit beside, like I wrote it with Brandon a lot and we can just sit there, play music, talk a little bit, mm-hmm. yeah. but we can just drive and like, it's, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate that in friendships when you don't have to like, like I said, it's not a high maintenance thing. It's easy to just yeah. hang out with them and not have a lot going. Yeah. Dude, we're kind of like that. We can sit and drink tea for like... Yeah, we don't go do a super lot of exciting things. I think I think that was something that attracted me to you. <laughs> In the beginning was like, I noticed that you were the kind of person who... Well, yeah, you're fun to be around without needing to go do all this crazy stuff. But I think... I don't think I necessarily don't get along with Sevens. Maybe as much as some of the rest of y'all. Because I think I appreciate them some of the same ways that you... That I appreciate you guys and that, like, they kickstart things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, let's go do it or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas, left to myself, I don't tend to go out and do just a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I did also... Oh, yeah, so I was going to say for myself, the type that I think is hard for me... I think eights are really hard for me. Because I feel like fives and eights... <coughs> I just, Yeah, I wish I knew more about the whole thing. But, like, I love to talk to people about... Um, like, I guess, debate people. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the motivations that we enter the debate with are completely different for eights and fives. And this might just be my own personal experience. But it's like when I get into a debate with an eight, like, they're there to win the debate. And, like, they're there to convince me and win. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I'm there, I feel like, to learn, to hear what they have to say, mm-hmm. and hope that they'll hear what I have to say. That maybe in the end, like, we can both know more than when we yeah. started and like I just enjoy the process but I'm not there to like win and like if it starts gets intense then I'm like no like I don't want to be here anymore yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's a guy at EBI actually who I was talking to and he was a I think he was a five wing four an egram one letter off for me so he was pretty close and he was definitely like that he was I think he got voted like the debater or whatever we did like a who's who thing like, he was a five yeah a yeah. five wing four and like he loved talking about any philosophy or theology or anything like that but it was also interesting i was talking to him so i pulled up what a fiving four was and i had like it was i think four characteristics or personality traits so i mentally chose two that i felt like applied to me the most others didn't as much and i showed him i was like just choose the two that you think are the most like you and we actually chose the exact opposites of each other so it was like there was definitely a lot of diversity even within the fiving four Mm -hmm. and like yeah and that was one area but yeah just he was we were different, but like, I could also see a lot of similarities. We got along pretty well. A lot of common interests and stuff. Hey guys, just wanted to break in quickly and tell you about our sponsor, Hirschberger's Bakery over in Fair Play, South Carolina. Due to the coronavirus pandemic, a lot of businesses are being forced to close their doors. 
Um, I'm a server at a restaurant and we're temporarily closed down. But due to the small amount of employees and the fact that they really focus on to-go orders, Hershberger's Bakery is actually able to stay open for the time being. They're opening up every morning at 7 a.m. That's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and continuing to serve their great food. Me and a lot of my friends that I've talked to are really um, getting sick of not being able to go eat out, having to make everything ourselves or eat here at our homes. Hershberger's Bakery is still open, and that's a great way to go out and get yourself something to warm your soul um, despite having to be socially distanced and quarantined. So go check them out. The next thing I wanted to talk about was um, the way we view our work. Mm. And so, yeah, we'll just kind of go around and talk about it. But I think this is going to be an interesting topic because I think some people, yeah, I just think we're, I think we're going to view our work a lot differently. It was like, so for you, Brandon, like how is, how important, or do you find your energy and your joy in your work? Or do you see your work as something you do to fund your fun projects? And like, what are you doing for work and what's your future? We'll just talk about that. Okay. Yeah, so um, I'm in construction now and I've been in construction for a little while now, um, but specifically framing houses. Um, but yeah, I definitely view work as something that should be enjoyed. Like if I don't enjoy my job, I get discontent pretty quick. Like mm-hmm. I, I really don't enjoy it. So yeah, I mean, obviously I work for money. That's definitely a motivator. But if I'm not like enjoying myself, and looking forward to going to work at some in some way. I mean, I understand you wake up in the morning and it's not always enjoyable, but <laughs> but like there's some part of you that wants to go to work and like I enjoy working. Um, so like if I if I go like a a week without working, just sitting at home and not really anything to do, like I love vacationing and stuff, but there you're kind of there for a purpose, you have something going on, but whereas if you're just at home not having really a purpose, that drives me nuts. So like yeah. I feel like I have to get to work and do something. Okay. But I wish I felt like that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so there's like, there's definitely this thing where I want to have something that I thoroughly enjoy. Like, I want to drive home from work and kind of be looking forward to the next day. Um, Yeah. There's that motivation, I guess. Okay, so uh, as as a five, I'll read, I pulled up like the basic fear and basic desire of a five. Um, The basic fear is being useless, helpless. Or incapable so I think about that a lot as I work like it I definitely have that fear of going to work and like not knowing what I'm doing and so a lot of times I shy away from trying new things because I know I'm not gonna be good at it for like a month until I really like get the hang of it so it can be intimidating to try new things like that so if I do find something I'm good at I tend to stick with it and yeah just do what I'm comfortable with because the basic desire is to be capable and competent mm-hmm. so that comes into my workplace experience a lot. I want to find something that I already know some about. I don't have to jump off kind of a cliff and just figure it out as I go. That's something that I definitely, that would scare me a lot. Yeah, that makes sense. So like, Brandon, I was going to ask you as the nine, like what's a, what's something, like what's work that you would not enjoy? Or does it not really matter as long as you know how to do it? Um, yeah, so knowing how to do it is big. I mean, I definitely want to feel confident in that and what I'm doing. Um, but work that like I would not enjoy would be repetitive. Um, I really, really enjoy diversity, like just, yeah, different stuff. Even throughout a day, I like to do different things. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I get a decent amount with construction. Um, 
And so I could see myself staying in construction for a little while now, but yeah, like, so something like just data processing or something where you're just like the same old every <laughs> single day. Could, like, yeah. could you do a job from behind the desk or like, do you need to be out there? Uh, I would struggle pretty hard. <laughs> now there again though, it just depends. I, I definitely need to be around people. Uh, I tried one job this summer. It didn't last long. <laughs> I tried to, I tried to deliver for a company and I was in the truck all day by myself. Drove me nuts. <laughs> so that didn't last long. <laughs> but yeah, so if there's people involved, um, I don't know. I think like something like counseling or something like that, I could actually get kind of interested in because mm-hmm. you get to deal with people. And so that would be a little bit more desk work, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, de- I definitely like to be up and about. And some of that might just be because of my age too. Maybe that'll change yeah, when I get yeah. older. Yeah. But. So, like, what were you going to say? You disagree with some of what he said? Oh, yeah. Um, so, like I said, being knowing what I'm doing, I don't I don't mind repetition as long as it's something I like. I don't like doing it even once. Like, if I like it doing, doing it one time, I'm, I'll do it 500 times in a row. Mm-hmm. And I have that part of my job, actually, just cutting stuff. Like, sometimes we'll need 40 cut the exact same way doing construction with Brandon. And, like... I don't mind that. If I, if I have time, I can just focus and just do it. That's totally fine. Like, just because I know what I'm doing, I'm confident that I can do it right, not slow other people down. And so, yeah, I enjoy that. And the idea of working behind a desk, like, that, that appeals to me. <laughs> not having to worry about whether it's cold or hot, but just <laughs> going in there, <laughs> doing what I'm doing by a desk, by myself, or with people. That's pretty much, it doesn't bother me too much. So, I think we're pretty different that way, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Alicia? And what job do you have now? Yeah. Um, I currently work two jobs. Um, and I work in the food industry. So, I definitely... Yeah. With both those jobs, it's very, um, maybe fast-paced. Um, and I don't really... I, I like the fast pace sometimes, but not to where it's, like, really stressful. Um, people... Relationships with people are really important to me. So I feel like at these jobs, like I'm a server, and then I'm also like the, I guess the clerk or the mm-hmm. cashier um, for the other one. And it's just like you talk to your customer, and then you send them on their way. And that's pretty much it. You don't really get to know them. Um, I try to make a point of like getting to know their names and like little details about the people. So I feel like I'm getting to know them when they're regular people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would prefer a job where... I can make beautiful things like I had a coffee shop job one time and making lattes was a lot of fun and it was a little more slower pace you really get to know some of your customers um, or like being a florist that would be a lot of fun making beautiful bouquets for people and just making them really happy hmm. um, but yeah when my job is really stressful I don't really like that and I feel like it's both my jobs are really um, repetitive. So you go and you do the same thing every day. Um, the only exciting thing is maybe you'll get a new customer. <laughs> and they'll like tell you something funny about their life. But that's about it. Hmm. Alicia, being the nine, which is mm-hmm. technically like a peacemaker, does that like, are you scared of like customers confronting you if they're like angry about something? Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like that oh, scares yeah. me so bad. <laughs> yeah. I... At my one job, like, sometimes they'll, well, I don't know, they'll sometimes complain, (laughs) 
And then as soon as they say, can I talk to your manager? And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> they're not here today. <laughs> yeah. Is that like, do you think it's a healthy fear sometimes and not sometimes? Yeah, I mean, like, I would I would avoid confrontation at a pretty, yeah. pretty much at all costs. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. That, so I don't know if that's good all the time, but. Yeah. We yeah. should talk about that after you tell, yeah. talk about your job. Okay. <laughs> That's dog. <laughs> Lily. And that is Lily. Yeah. Hi, Lily. <laughs> so for me, um, yeah. I right now, I don't know what I do, man. I go to college. I'm a server at the same restaurant that Alicia works at when they're open. Yeah. Coronavirus has them shut down. I also thought this was in, sorry. Yeah, interesting. That's fine. That Brandon and Luke work together, and we work together. <laughs> that's true. We worked together at the past two jobs, and before that, we went to school together. Yeah, wow. and we've worked wow. at the past, our past job. Well, I've always said that if Brandon was a girl, Luke would marry her. <laughs> 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 so anyway, and so right now, I'm also doing some construction work, uh, building trusses at my dad's shop, and I'm the Eagle Radio Manager at the school that puts out these podcasts. So anyway, but recently, I've been doing... Yeah, some construction, building trusses. And I just thought it was interesting. And it occurred to me, it's not a job I really like that much. I'm just kind of there to try to pay off some student loans kind of thing. And um, it occurred to me that, like, you know, I don't hate this job, but I would really enjoy it more if I could just do it by myself and I didn't have to work with these other people that were beside yeah. me. <laughs> and so I think one thing I've noticed is that I, like Luke was saying, I really, really hate feeling incompetent at mm-hmm. anything I'm doing. And um, I've just noticed that just in general, just I think the way my mind works, when I'm doing construction work with my hands, dealing with angles, measurements, I feel incompetent. And like it's, it's just hard for me to visualize what's going on, and I don't understand it. If I sit in class and talk about philosophy and theology and then have to write essays, like I just feel like I'm in my element and I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And so I think <laughs> I just hate feeling incompetent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And another thing that's really big for me, which I think falls into the same area, is that I, I really find it hard to enjoy jobs that I feel like anyone else could do if they were as strong as me. Like, mm-hmm. I hate being out there feeling like I'm just here for the fact that I have, like, a strong back and arms. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just out here working. Like, I want to be doing something that requires critical thinking, requires, like, training and expertise, and then not just any old Joe could be out here doing. Mm-hmm. And I think even to the point that I would be really really willing to take a pretty big pay cut in order to do something like that. Mm. Mm. I've often told people that I didn't so much go to college because I know what I wanted to do. I just like, I know what I didn't want to do. Like (laughs) I built mini barns for a while. Like I enjoyed that experience and the guys I got to work with, it was fun, but I just knew that like, this is not what I want to be doing. Yeah. So yeah, Mm. I don't think that's a big requirement for me is working alongside people. Not necessarily. I could totally see myself doing my work in an office or something. Mm-hmm. But anyway, what, what were you, what were we going to talk about? What, what causes like how we uh, deal with confrontation mm. and, uh, making peace or making trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. the type nine is the peacemaker. And I know from being with Alicia, she hates confrontation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you guys want to talk to that? I try to run fast. <laughs> yeah. far away. Or go to sleep. Oh yes. I love to take naps. So much. <laughs> I was telling Jamin yesterday that I think that's why, like, I like to take naps because you just kind of escape the sh- like the conflict or like the stress and the the 
um, the tension. The tension. So, I mean, not that Jave and I always have tension, but we do have tension sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And when we do, I want to deal with it because I feel like I can't move on in my mind until we've just talked about it. I'll just stress out until it's out in the open. And she would rather just be like, uh, we'll deal with it tomorrow. Or, yeah, let me go sleep a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. So, Brandon, how do you deal with conflict? And do you like conflict? Oh, no, I hate it. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> hate conflict. If And, like, with my job right now, we don't get, like, a ton of, like, interaction with the homeowners or yeah. something like that. But in jobs I've had in the past, I've, I've dealt with homeowners sometimes. And, yeah, like, my biggest fear is just... <laughs> <laughs> just making them mad. Um, yeah, I so like, house wrong. Like, I, it feels if someone, you know, if they're telling me, "Wow, you did a great job," like, "Thank you so much," that I'm man, it puffs me up. I'm yeah, like, let's go. You know, we did great work. Let's go. But the totally opposite too. Like, if if they, you know, start complaining about something or whatever, just totally messes me up. And like, I take it mm-hmm. so personal. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. So. I don't know what that looks like all the time. But <laughs> yeah. Luke, do you like conflict? Or do you... Well, I mean, no one... I don't think anyone necessarily... Mm-hmm. Maybe hates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like conflict. <laughs> but like, well, how does it make you feel, I guess? Um, definitely in the past, in school and work, I, I don't look for conflict. But recently, I've come to understand, like... And this is carried in other areas, too, but, like, it's just not that big of a deal. Like, I can imagine worst-case scenario things... But that never happens. And, like, I'm starting to understand that things work out. So if I... Time's going to pass. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be stuck in any situation forever dealing with consequences. Most likely. Forever. So, lately I've been realizing more that conflict's okay. And, like, if I feel like I'm right, don't just... Like, you can totally stand up for yourself and just go for it. Like, yeah, you just... I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to, I think, grow in that area. <clears throat> and also just, like, taking chances doing things spontaneously if it doesn't work out it's not that big of a deal like you know there'll be another morning you'll get another chance it's okay so yeah. mm-hmm. that's starting to be how I feel about it I think someone's fine oh. yeah I definitely I feel that I I feel like I take very calculated risks mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I know I've spent a lot of nights losing sleep where like I just I feel like if I think about something long enough I'll be able to reason my way through it and figure it out and then when I can't, that's when I start to get in a bad place. So I think for me, my conflict, I'm able to do conflict when it's written. <laughs> I hate face-to-face confrontation where it feels like a showdown. Mm. But, like, I'm fine disagreeing with people. That's why I prefer to email than call <laughs> or, like, okay. FaceTime. Yeah. Like, I'll just I'll email you. But, um, yeah, let's talk about... So we were all in Phoenix together. Was it last summer? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last summer, we all got to spend... You guys were out there for two weeks. Me and Alicia were out for six weeks. Mm-hmm. And, Brandon, you were saying earlier, that's where you feel like you kind of got to know Alicia. Yeah. And that's where I figured out that Alicia and Brandon are basically the same person. <laughs> well, we should say what we were doing out there. We yeah. Were Go ahead. Um, we were in Phoenix, in the heart of Phoenix. We were working with a ministry called Aim Right. And... I was I served there for a year, a couple years ago, and then I brought all my friends with me. Yeah, and so that was a really good time, and we're gonna go back out there this summer. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you guys are gonna come too. But um, what was it like for you as a nine being? Because you were in charge, you were basically in authority over all of us. Yeah, so I was the intern, summer intern director, 
Um, at first I thought it was going to be a lot of fun, kind of get to be, you know, I was already out there before, I kind of knew what I was doing, I knew the people, um, and all my friends were going to come out, and we were going to serve together. Um, the first, probably week or two was fun, um, and then everyone started coming, more and more people added, like, I don't know, how many, there were seven of us, mm. girls lived together, the guys lived together, Yeah. and... The whole conflict thing, like for me, it was really hard because I had a hard time going up to my friends and telling them, hey, like this is our plan today and like we got to do it. Whether it's like, I don't care if you guys are really hot, I know we're tired, but we have to do it. Mm -hmm. And that was really hard for me to do mm -hmm. because, Why? well, because they were my friends and I really cared for them mm -hmm. and I didn't want them to be mad at me when like really, I mean, I wasn't making up all those chores for us. You know, like a little bit of the conversation thing. Yeah, yeah, and like I knew that at the end of our trip, I'm going home with the same people that I just bossed around, <laughs> and so if our friendship like was gonna get ruined out there, then coming home was gonna be really hard. But we made it. We did make it. Yeah. Yeah, and that was. I mean, there's so much more at play than just like type five, type nine. Yeah. But we had just started dating, and I just remember watching you kind of go through that. I think I got, we definitely got to know each other a lot better. But yeah, I could tell. It was really hard for you to be in the position where you just wanted to keep peace and make everyone happy. But in order to get things done, like you did have to be the one in charge yeah. and crack the whip a little bit. And I'm, I would say I, I do have a leadership personality though. Like I can definitely lead a crowd, but it works better if I don't know the people very well. Mm -hmm. When they're my friends and I have relationships with them, that's a little bit harder. Do you lead, Brennan? Yes, like I was actually gonna chime in and say that, like, yeah, it's natural. It's natural for me to lead. Yeah, but it's there again. Like, it's even with my friends, I can take the lead. Mm -hmm. But if there's kind of like murmurings or like if some <laughs> of my friends are like, eh, I don't want to do that as much. I'm like, oh, and then I like pull it all back. And like, <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. let's assess what the group wants to do, <laughs> and then I'll lead out with yeah. that. You know? Yeah, so, you're like a, you're a sensitive leader. You don't you're not bullheaded. Right. You definitely feel feel out the group. And yeah. try to do your best in that way. For me, I prefer being second in command with like a leader who will hear my opinions and put them into action, and I can give like wise insight into what we should be doing. But if I'm choosing, I'm not the one in control. Exactly. Or leading. I, yeah. Is that how Luke feels? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. But I have noticed, and this might just be something I do, but I've noticed that I'm fine to sit back. Until I'm able to see that things are spiraling out of control, no one is leading, and it's about to get bad, I almost turn into a different person. And, like, I will start yelling at people and telling them what to do <laughs> and, like, just take control of the situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. Sometimes I have to just, like, step back and be like, wow. <laughs> I didn't know I was capable of that. <laughs> I remember that's one of my weaknesses is I let things bottle up and bottle up until all of a sudden, bam, I just, like, I kind of lose control of my temper. And I was like, I'll snap. And I look back and wish that I would have just confronted that person kindly in a loving way when I first noticed patterns that I didn't appreciate or anything like that, instead of just not wanting to offend them until all of a sudden I just can't take it anymore. So that's definitely how I and, and I think felt about that. Like with with that, I think as for me, I I can bottle stuff up and like if I actually am frustrated with somebody, I ain't gonna confront them. And I'm so scared of confrontation, mm -hmm. I'll shove that. Way down, and I will not confront. Yeah. But I'm sure it comes out in other areas of my life. And I think that's, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my weaknesses is I'm sure it comes out somewhere. And I'm not entirely sure whether it yeah. all comes out all the time. But I I never get to the point where I'm actually able to confront him. And I mean, I get awfully close. I feel like sometimes <laughs> I get really frustrated. And I'll tell my brother or my friend, I'll be like, I'm going to tell him. I'm going to just tell him that you're wrong. And, yeah. and then I don't. <laughs> yeah. Back when we were working together at Woodtex, it was me and Brandon and the third guy. And the third guy in our bay did not have trouble confronting people. Yeah. So we would we would murmur about someone upsetting us, and they would just he would just go confront them. Yeah. <laughs> and we almost be embarrassed. Like, yeah. it was hilarious because he he didn't have a problem. No. He just went for it. Yeah. And then I was like always thoroughly embarrassed. And like and along with that, not only do I not like confrontation, but if I see someone confronting somebody else. Like, I get nervous and, like, all yeah. red in the face. And, like, I don't know why. It's uncomfortable, yeah. Yeah, it makes me super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it just, it, like, scares me even when somebody else is like, I'm not even a part of the situation at all. Brandon, do you ever find where, um, like, if, for me, I hate, hate doing that, whatever, the conflict, but, like, if someone comes and asks me for their opinion about something, I have no problem being honest with them, yeah, though. Yeah, that's true. Like, People often say I'm a pretty honest person, so they'll come to me and ask me questions to find out the truth. Yeah, I think that's true for the most part. It kind of depends who it is, too. Okay. Like, if it was cl- if someone closer to me, I would be a little bit easier to be honest with. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if it was a little bit more of a distant relationship, first of all, I'm not sure why they'd be asking me that. But, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but even then, like, I feel like I would probably just try to appease them a little bit. Like, I can do that. Yeah. Tend to just, like, try to make people happy and tell them what they want to hear kind of thing. And, yeah. All right. Well, this has been really cool. Um, yeah, I'm glad we got to have this conversation because it's always just been... Well, it's crazy to me, first of all, that me and Luke are the same personality type on the Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. And then we're both best friends with someone who is the exact same. So, if there are other fives, it'd be interesting to hear who you get along with. And if they're type nines, or if this is just kind of something that randomly happened. But mm-hmm. anyway, hope we're all friends for years to come. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Great group of friends. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> bye. Yeah, we can all say bye together. Yes. <laughs>